What's up, gamers, and welcome to episode two of the Elite Gaming Gear podcast. I'm your host, Lathan. This is Anthony. Sounding as enthusiastic as ever about getting started on our second podcast episode. So today we wanted to talk about a few things that are coming up. We wanted to talk about a few things from the past, and we wanted to talk about a few things that are happening right now. And right now, some of the biggest talk on every system, well, every being the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and Xbox One, is the Taken King. And surrounding the Taken King is this 2.0 update for Destiny uh, with all kinds of new game modes, all kinds of new weapons, all kinds of new armor, all kinds of new everything happening. And we wanted to take a chunk of that to focus on today. And what are we going to tell the people about today, Ants? What? How about Rift? Uh, Rift is being taken down tomorrow, though. But it will be a permanent game mode, from what I understand. So, Rift is going to... It's pretty much like a neutral flag, capture the flag. Where you have to run to the center of the map, grab a specific item, in this case a spark, run to the enemy's base, and capture it. Which is infinitely more than you told me. I think your exact words to me when we started the last match was, Oh, no, no. You'll figure it out. Yeah, thanks for that. Appreciate it. How else are you going to learn? I don't know. I went in blind. I didn't even know what it was supposed to be. <laughs> hey, look at that thing everybody's blowing themselves up for. Let's go for that. I'm usually the one that gets blown up for other people. Unless I'm in the game, and then it's me. No, I'm still the first death out of every firefight. I noticed that Thorn wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be. The multi-tool is way better, though. Really? Uh, you didn't see all the scout rifle kills I was getting? I was getting a lot with Vision of Confluence. Uh, multi-tool gives a movement speed boost when you're carrying the spark, though. Ah, I didn't even think about that. That's how you were able to get to their rift so fast. That and Blink. Ah, Blink. Yes, Which Blink. Which you can't do. Yeah, thanks for that. But I did throw down those nifty bubbles so you could pick up the spark. That's true. Yes, blinding bubbles of void energy. Uh, but let's talk about some strategies. What are some things that could help out uh, new or perhaps inexperienced gamers in the Rift? I don't know. I think we need sound effects. We need like a cricket sound effect for that last like three second of nothing. <laughs> Grab I got a... another phantom medal during that game. Because you're untouchable. It's, it's kind of creepy watching you play actually. Uh, what are your favorite parts of Rift? The chaos. There is a lot of chaos. Now, wait a minute. The, the chaos goes in bursts, and it's it's weird. It's like, it's completely silent, there's nothing happening. As soon as you hear Shaxx scream, the spark is charging, everybody runs to the center of the map and starts killing each other. Now, one thing I noticed is that when our fire team became cohesive, when we actually started communicating... Uh, even though it was just the three of us, we were able to pretty well dominate every match that we were in. And I think that the biggest component of that was just teamwork. Knowing what the other players are doing, having a plan, and executing it. Would you agree? Kind of. What's the other part? What good is a strategy going to do if you can't execute it? Well, that's what I'm saying. You have to be able to execute it, but compared to the random flailing and... When Durzo joined, he had a plan, and he could actually follow through with it, unlike most people. Yes, which I think was valid. And I think that that's kind of what gave us the edge. Would you agree? That and his variation of equipment let him swap for any situation. He is pretty adjustable, isn't he? I've been using a scout rifle and a shotgun most of the time. I, tried... I hardly touch the shotgun. I tried to get some of those weapon bounties for the, uh, for the gunsmith. 
that was kind of interesting because some of those weapons do those suck. in Clash. Oh, don't do those in Rift. Clash is where like the normal people are, like solo people just trying to just play in the Crucible. So this is kind of more like a uh, almost like an Iron Banner sort of thing. No. No, not as intense. No. It's just a game mode that shows up and goes away. I think it's going to be permanent. Okay, just uh, after the release of the new update. Yeah, uh, from tomorrow to Tuesday when the DLC is released, it's going to be replaced with Mayhem, which is going to be so much fun. Now, what is Mayhem? All ability cooldowns are greatly reduced. <laughs> so, I'm going to be having a lot of fun with my golden gun and grenades tomorrow. I think we need to have an entire fire team full of hunters with golden gun. <laughs> be like unstoppable. That's what Durzo was talking about. Exactly. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Just be like a hail of golden gun bullets. Nothing would ever ever get past it. It would be fantastic. Titan would try to put up a bubble. Just two shots would take it right down. That's really disappointing. Look at my bubble. Oh. <laughs> Nothing makes me snap and go on a rampage like seeing a Titan pop a bubble and start dancing. <laughs> it's like it's like waving the the red flag in front of a bowl. It's like, oh, oh, you think you're funny, huh? Yeah, yeah. I pull out the golden gun. He stands there, just keeps dancing. I shoot once. He stops. Like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. I shoot it again. He starts to jump, and then that's the kill shot. Too late. <laughs> and then, since I always wear the symbiote, I have an extra shot for the for the one guy who tries to sneak up on me. <laughs> There's always that one. Always. Always that one. So the advice for the Rift is don't try to get your gunsmith bounties done there. Use the basic that and matches. learn how to use grenades effectively. Yeah, I noticed that grenades work. Snipers are good at getting uh, getting rid of people trying to pick up the spark. Very cool, very cool. All right, so we've pretty well covered the Rift. We've given given them a little bit of, uh, of an inside scoop on what's going to be happening with that. Um, what about some of the other stuff that's coming up in the gaming world right now? I know the other really, really big title is Star Wars Battlefront. What do you think? They said they're not going to put a campaign mode in it. Really? That That's a rumor. I don't know if it's been confirmed. We'll need to check up on that, because that, that would suck. Battlefront 2 had one on the original Xbox, and that was fun. I thought, I thought it was, too. I remember playing it on the original Xbox. I had a lot of fun with that. I still want first-person hero mode on Battlefront. Wouldn't be very good. Well, good is one thing. Fun is another thing entirely. Fun? You'd find it more enraging. You think so? Do you want to see a first-person point of view of holding a lightsaber and just swinging it wildly? Yes, so desperately. You can't tell how far away you are from the enemy, so there's a lot of times you'll probably think you're close enough and then you're just going to die. That would be a little bit frustrating. But I mean, I'm a hardcore Star Wars fanboy, so really anything Star Wars is going to make me happy. One thing that doesn't make me happy is I was uh, reading up on some reviews today of some of the alpha stage stuff and some of the beta stage stuff that they were doing, and apparently uh, there's a lot of complaints about the beta not being that great. I mean, is that something that you think we're going to have to worry about, or do you think they're going to get all that figured out by the time of release? That's hard to tell. The Battlefront series has been pretty much the same. This one is supposed to be styled more like the portable ones, like on the PSPs. 
you get a character attached to your name that you can customize freely with appearance of all the factions, equipment that you can give them. I wonder if they're going to put the abilities back in. I forgot the abilities. Which ones were those? Like Rage, Rally, Regeneration, stuff like that. How about uh, purchasing items like back to tanks and turrets they, and things like that? They give you like a certain credit limit that you that you have, and out of these stuff, you I think you unlock them in some games. I think that's what you had to do in the Renegade Squad on the PSP. Mm -hmm. Then you had a certain credit limit that you could go. So one weapon, our secondary weapon, costs a ton of credits. You could choose just to not take a primary weapon in. That makes sense, I guess. But, I mean, how many people are going to actually choose that option? I always did. Did you really? And did you find it useful? We'll um, have to see. I had a blaster pistol, and I had a ton of abilities. <laughs> Just an ability user. User. The pistol user. was enough. I guess it makes sense. So, talking about older games and things that are kind of being brought back and, and revitalized, there is a PC game that I used to love. I mean, I spent so much of my life in high school mobbing on this PC game. And it was called Masters of Orion 2. Do you remember playing this with me a few times? Not really. Uh, so that was that uh, 4X uh, explore, conquer, colonize, uh, and expand strategy game uh, where basically you could conquer planets and build fleets and send them turn-based against other races and things like that. Um, way, way back when this thing came out. I mean, it was just incredible, uh, the response that it received, because it was such a good game. The first one was kind of almost indie status. Uh, they gained a little bit of popularity. They put out the second one. The second one blew up. It was, it was amazing. And then years and years and years later, they tried and failed horribly at a sequel, uh, Masters of Orion 3, that was so bad that as an apology, not only did they issue refunds, but they were actually sending people copies of Masters of Orion 2 to make up for how terrible Masters of Orion 3 was. Well, I just found out uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and I completely forgotten about it until today, that they are actually remaking Masters of Orion 2. It's just going to be called Masters of Orion, uh, but instead of them trying to do some new funky dynamic with it or change the gameplay and all this, what they're going to do is they're going to take that original game that was epic and they're going to load it full of new features and new graphics. Um, so we're going to have an awesome new addition to the strategy world for PC. I mean, when was the last time you played a good strategy game on PC? I don't play PC much. That's right. You've kind of taken a break from the PC world, but you I were... prefer console. You were pretty big on to Minecraft for PC, though. Not really. Well, you, you preferred that they I had more updates. switched over to Terraria. Terraria, really? I, I wonder if it's like a generational gap between us Boss that I just don't mechanics, get. More combat, more freedom with the weapon choices. So what if, they, crafting stuff. what if they added those elements to Minecraft, though? Maybe I'd play it more. Speaking of Minecraft, are there... I don't there... know, can you use magic in Minecraft? Uh, potions. Can you build guns in Minecraft? No, sadly. Can you build pretty much whatever you want in Minecraft? Okay, that's valid. But the 2D format... Can you build a grappling hook? No, Batman. No, I cannot. <laughs> one of my characters has one made out of amethysts. Why? <laughs> I had too many. <laughs> because that's rational. <laughs> hey, it worked. Look at my crystal grappling hook. It's shiny. 
But here's my question to you. If those things started to get ported over to Minecraft, would you be more of a Minecraft fan? Probably not. Probably not. You just, you, you've moved beyond it. I, Minecraft was fun for a while, but ever since the whole end mechanic thing, I mean, you get to the end, you do all that, you work for it. Uh, when it's done, I always sit there like, well, now what? It didn't have the same freedom Skyrim did to me. Or Oblivion, especially not Oblivion. Well, that's valid, but I don't think that that was really the point. I think it really, Minecraft always intended to be uh, Legos on steroids. Uh, but, if I'm not mistaken, there are some interesting things going on with Minecraft, correct? You were telling me a little bit ago earlier? What? Uh, regarding the Pocket Edition, I think. Oh, Pocket Edition is getting most of the stuff that PC has. They're finally getting working redstone. <laughs> it's about time. I was also, uh, and I don't remember if I was reading this or if it was on one of the uh, one of the update blogs, uh, but it was talking about uh, Windows 10 being compatible with Pocket Edition. Do you know anything about that? No. Because I think that that joining or doing cross-platform for a game like Minecraft uh, would increase its popularity immensely. And I, and talking about working cross-platform, I think that there needs to be some movement from the video game industry to kind of encourage that. To get games that you can play multiplayer regardless of what console you're on. Because the bottom line is, the the console wars thing, I mean, it, it gets a little exhausting after a while, doesn't it? Yeah. I find it funny how people think that one console is better than the other just because of one game that isn't very good. Or because it has exclusivity for a certain period of time that then goes away and means nothing, like essentially. Minecraft is one. Yeah. PC had a bunch of stuff, and then now consoles have it. I mean, it's only a matter PC is still ahead, but not by much. The one thing that PC will always have on console gaming, and, and before I tick off all of the console fanboys, um, and then throw all of the PC gaming fanboys into a frenzy and excitement, it, uh, just hear me out. I love console gaming. I love PC gaming, I love gaming, period, but one thing that, that I've always liked about PC gaming is that I'm responsible for my hardware. So my hardware can be as powerful or not as I make it, whereas with a console, I mean, and granted the consoles are powerful, you're kind of limited to what it can do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that's one of these things where we're kind of seeing this blurring of the lines between consoles and, and computers lately, I don't know... If you kind of feel that too, I mean, we've got this whole set-top box mentality. With the way the Xbox One performs, I don't think it really needs any upgrades. Maybe, maybe hard drive space. Oh, don't get me started on a hard drive space. Actually, I'm glad you got me started on a hard drive space because hard drive space is always a concern with everything. The iPad in my lap right now, I have to constantly delete stuff to download new stuff. And I think that there's, like, this evil plot in the console gaming industry to, like, force you to have all these free games that that are basically games that you wouldn't have played otherwise clog up all of your hard drive space. Oh, like the stupid, um, How to Survive? <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to delete How to Survive just to get my update for Destiny. I was kind of irritated. I think I deleted that and Neverwinter. Yeah. But here's something that I think that, that we need to bring up, and, and that is this. Uh, for those of you who are new to the gaming world, which, if you're listening to our blog and you're new to the gaming world, uh, big kudos to you guys for checking us out, and thank you very much. 
Uh, but if you're new to the gaming world and you're looking at previous-gen consoles like uh, the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 3, the Xbox 360 especially, beware the 4-gigabyte console. I cannot stress that enough. It's like this horrible quicksand pit trap, the 4-gigabyte console. You know, it's basically... I mean, yeah, it'll play games, but not really, because all games require massive updates now that you don't have the space to do. The only ones that don't are, like, the older ones. Yeah, the older ones. uh, The older games that, again, most people aren't playing. But, I mean, uh, Advanced Warfare, what is that, like, 8 to 10 gigs worth of updates right out of the box? I don't know. Destiny Uh, alone is, like, 20. (laughs) Or more. Yeah. I think it was 20 just for the last update, not counting all the previous updates. Well, oh, I think man. a lot of this was overriding the previous stuff, though. I miss Dinklebot. I do, too. Nolan North sucks at that role. I, I will go ahead and I will agree with you that, that the sound of Nolan North's voice as Ghost makes me want to take off my headphones and never put them on again. It makes me want to sell my Ghost of Varrick's. <laughs> Can I trade this in for one that I don't want to punch? <laughs> Eric, you have an old one. I'm pretty sure you scavenged a few. Oh. Dinklage, the chances of you hearing this message are relatively slim. But for the love of God, for the love of all things holy, please, please, please come back. <laughs> and I'm done. I'm done with my rant. Uh, but I'm going to do a shameless plug. Are you, are you ready for a shameless plug? Yes. I'm ready for a shameless plug, and we're going to plug Elite Gaming Gear. Uh, because while we're talking about hard drive space, Elite Gaming Gear is currently offering 500 gigabyte hard drives for the Xbox 360 Slim consoles, brand new production, 500 gig hard drives uh, for $89.99 plus tax. Uh, if you're online and out of Washington State, no tax. Uh, if you're in-state, there's tax. And then, of course, we can ship it to you anywhere in the world. Uh, but super important to have that hard drive space and 500 gigs on the Xbox 360 is just about enough to make sure that you stay gaming and not get in your way. If you're an Xbox One gamer, or you're going to be an Xbox One gamer, and you're kind of trying to decide between the 500 gigabyte console and the one terabyte console, don't even think about it. Spend the extra money. If you can't afford to spend the extra money, wait a little bit or get a used one, but get the one terabyte console. Would you agree? I think you have the 500 one, right? I do have the 500 one, and I am completely maxed out, and I have, like, hardly anything on my console. Yeah, mine's the one terabyte one. I have, like, eight games on there, and I'm using, like, 25% now. Yeah, I'm already at, like, 98% after the, after the Destiny update. I should update, probably yeah. delete Neverwinter. I don't play it anymore. Yeah, I deleted Neverwinter. That's that's where I got my gigs back to, to get my updates. Uh, but super important. Now, you fancy schmancy PlayStation gamers don't have to worry about that so much. Um, and I say that jokingly, just because, just because I love, I love my PlayStation Three, my my beautiful. You mean the thing that sits there and your cat sleeps on? It's an incredibly comfortable design. You got to hand it to the designers of the PlayStation Three. I mean, they yeah, made it. I think it. your cat will agree. Yeah, yeah, the cat does love my PlayStation Three, and so I know you that. Don't it's... even touch it anymore. <laughs> The only reason for that is because I'm planning on on gradually shifting my focus to the PlayStation 4, and I'm also planning on picking up another one of these backwards, the older backwards compatible ones, although finding a way to keep it from updating itself to death would be difficult. I I have a massive collection of PlayStation 2 games that I miss and desperately want to play. PlayStation 2? Yeah, PlayStation 2. There are a few that are absolutely fantastic. I have one in my room that is... There's also one. Of, 
There's also one over there. You see that that entire shelf full of retro consoles? Yeah, I don't we. See it. It's it's off to the side. See on the left. There oh. it is. Yep, it's there. So, uh, if you're looking at a previous gen console, PlayStation Three. Uh, typically had pretty decent hard drive space. I think even the original ones still had like 60 gigs from the very first release. So, I mean, you're less likely to run out of space with one of those if you choose not to go with the Xbox route. And, bonus, you get a built-in Blu-ray player. What's not to love about that? Mm-hmm. No, all the new consoles have that standard now, though. Well, the new consoles have it standard, but for those folks who are looking to get into gaming and don't quite want to drop, you know, four PS3 to five bucks. has better disc quality and it's a blu-ray player but the 360 has a better user interface i do like the interface on the 360 but i will tell you that i have never had to worry about my blu-ray game discs for my playstation getting scratched i mean that's just something it depends do you want better hardware or better software and i agree with you there i'm not a huge fan of the user interface of the ps3 now the ps4 i've played around with a little bit and i've got to tell you I, i see you making that face but I actually like the interface of the PS4. I don't. Yeah, I've seen the interface on the four. I think I like the Xbox One's interface more. It took me a it really has more freedom to it. Oh, I get that. But it took me a really long time to get used to the whole uh, I, snap. I like, I like the console snap. Yeah, the con- no. Don't get me wrong. I love the console snap, but it took me forever to figure out how to navigate that thing. Really, I I, I can't get it to work half the time. Like, I don't press the button right. See, there's another thing. So we're talking about the user interface, and it's like, please, please, no, please. I just do it the easy way. If it doesn't work the way that way, I just hit the snap button directly to the right of the game. Nice. Okay, before I forget, because I think we're drawn to a close here, we promised these people a Let's Play of an old school game. And I got a little bit of hate mail on the Facebook page about us only talking about Xbox 360 games to play. So I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking, I'm thinking that we will do... One let's play like we were going to say of Perfect Dark Zero because it's epically horrible. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. And then immediately after, we'll do a PS3 let's play as well. I'm thinking, uh, what was that one? uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. What was it? it? I I don't remember. About? Uh, I think it it was kind of like, it was kind of like Gauntlet. Like, you could be, like, a warrior or a warlock or an archer or something. I don't know that one. Uh, I'll find it. Uh, But, let's do this, too. If I don't come up with one by the time we release the Let's Play for Perfect Dark Zero, why don't we leave it to the Facebook community? If we have it. If, ah, we'll get it. We can get anything. Alright, gamers, so here's the deal. I don't know. When you kept saying retro console, I thought that was just an excuse to play Girl Lancer again. <laughs> Girl Lancer? I miss Girl Lancer. That game was incredible. So I'm awesome. only halfway done with the first disc. You know what? Okay. And I have not picked it up since. I have, got to, I have got to prove a little bit of love to my PlayStation fan following, and I will do this, and I will say this without hesitation, that the best JRPGs, without a doubt are on the PlayStation consoles. Can you agree to that, at least? I wish there'd be more for the DS, though, because, I mean, isn't it created over in Japan? Oh, poor Nintendo. We don't even talk about Nintendo. The Wii does have some pretty fun games, though. The Wii or the Wii U? Both. You know what? The Wii U, I think, is incredibly underrated right now, considering that, I mean, GameCube games... Splatoon? Splatoon. Is Splatoon amazing? I haven't played It's already in the MLG! Seriously? You don't know about it? 
I'm like. They have MLG tournaments in it already. I'm really embarrassed to say that no, I I don't know about it. Yeah, Splatoon. The second it came out, it just sales skyrocketed. People loved it. Where's that kind of love on the portables? Portables don't. Really, nobody really cares about portables anymore. I think I'm myself and like one other over in over at school carries a 3DS around. I have a couple of those somewhere. I always carry mine with me. Nice. Still need to get a Pokemon team. Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah, because the 15 I have aren't enough. <laughs> you are a Pokemon addict. Is there, like, Pokeholics Anonymous? Is that a thing? No. We should, like, totally start that. I do want to go into a tournament over in Seattle at one point. We should do it. I like that idea a lot. So, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that we need to turn a little bit of creative control over to our fan following. What do you think? Maybe. Maybe. I don't trust them. I'm skeptical of their likes and dislikes. We're going to give them a chance. All right, gamers. I'm still saying this. No matter what, we have to do Quiplash. Okay, we will do Quiplash. Probably need to get that, too. <laughs> We've got a lot of games to get this weekend, I think. Quiplash is number one priority for me. Okay. I want to play that game more than anything. Okay, we'll do Quiplash, too. That and Twitch live streams and YouTube Let's Plays on that have been, like, everywhere. Yay, let's be conformists. If you've seen the game, you'd know why. Alright, you'll have to show me the game. But let's go ahead and, and go to our... i pulling up a video now. Fine. <laughs> you are just so on about that. But this is it, gamers. We want to hear from you. We want to know what games you want us to check out. Again, if you're hardcore fan favorites... Let us know what they are. We want to play them. If they're games that you've never played but you're kind of curious about, we want to hear about it. We'll try them out and we'll give you our best impression. Now understand that I'm going to be a little more objective. Anthony here is probably just going to hate everything. I mean, you do pretty much hate everything, right? Depends on the game. You're like the Simon Cowell of gaming. It depends on the game. Well, except for Fibbage and Splatoon and... What's that other one? Quiplash? Quiplash, that one, yeah. Well, those have comedy tools. <laughs> Except for Splatoon, that one is apparently really hard and requires a lot of focus. I don't have a lot of focus. I think the most focus I've ever put into a video game is probably Destiny and the Crucible. I know, you're a machine, you're not human. Alright, gamers, that about wraps it up for Episode 2 of the Elite Gaming Gear Podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. Be sure to comment on EliteGamingGear.com. Leave us some messages there. Or hit us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash EliteGamingGear. And be sure to leave comments there as well as to what you'd like us to check out for you and investigate a little bit more what you like, what you don't like. Again, we want to hear about it. For now, this is Lathan. You get a Twitter. I have a Twitter. For the... For this? For the podcast? No, for the company. For Elite Gaming Gear? Elite Gaming Gear has a Twitter. You didn't mention it. Oh, yeah. You can check us out on Twitter. <laughs> At Elite Gaming Gear. <laughs> I did not mention Twitter. And, what's that other one? Uh, Instagram. Yeah. Is that a thing? Instagram is a thing, of course. Everybody loves Instagram. I think your thing... Is interrupting the closing of this podcast. I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's basically, think if you like chopped Facebook in half, and then you had pictures over here, and microtexts over here, and the microtexts are Twitter, and the pictures are Instagram. 
And if you just, like, fuse those two together some, through some sort of creepy amalgamation, you would have a software platform that has already been in existence for an extended period of time. Basically, it's another way to drive the souls out of teenagers. I'm a teenager and I didn't even know about it. You're not normal. I've been told. <laughs> so for Elite Gaming Gear, this is Lathan. And Signing off. And remember, gamers, gear up. <laughs>